we're going to be talking about faith today. And anybody who knows anything about Scripture, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I believe that we have a bunch of God-pleasers in this, this room. And I think there's a lot of confusion about faith, too. And so we're going to just clear things up a bit. Everything that we have started to do here uh, since February, the first, second week in February, February 9th to be exact, I have been laying a foundation for you so that you can be built up in your faith. So when Pastor Mamie steps into teaching a series on healing, that you will be ready to receive. Everything that this church does layers upon the next layer. We set a foundation for you to come in next week to build on. Then the next week to build on that. And to build on that. And to build on that. What we want to do is help you be conformed to the image of Christ. That means we want to help you to think the way Christ thinks. We want to help you to understand what the Bible does declare about who you are in Christ. What you can do in Christ, through Christ. By the power of Christ. And what our assignment is as believers. What are we supposed to do? Is it just that we go to work for 40 hours a week and then we have the weekend? No. You're more valuable than that. And so what we've laid a foundation. The first couple of weeks we talked about how do we hear from God? How does God communicate to us? How does he communicate with us? Do we just hear a voice and this is how it works? God does speak through voices. He will speak to you. If you hear an audible voice, I'll tell you right now, you're in for trouble. Because that audible voice is to anchor your soul to get through that trouble. So it's best to be... Uh, Spoken gently to, amen? <laughs> but that is a way that God speaks to us. But the major way, the number one way that God speaks to us is through His... Yes, is through His Word. You want to find out things about your life? I would suggest you start reading the New Testament. I would suggest you start reading the epistles. The epistles, the epistles that, that's a Greek word that means letters. Letters to the churches. Letters to the churches. That's where you're going to find out who you are in Christ and what He has given to you. What kind of, not only blessings do we have, but also what kind of responsibilities that we do have. Amen? Amen. You're, how many of your parents here? Yeah. And how many parents have given their two-year-old uh, the keys to the car? <laughs> no. It's a progression of growth. It's a progression of responsibility, isn't it? Just as you test your children on whether or not they're going to obey you, whether or not they can handle responsibility, the same way God tests us and tries us. I know that's not a, uh, a real popular thing, but you can't help but read the Bible to know that God will test you. Can I hear an amen? amen. 
See, we're, we're talking about maturing believers here. We want to grow up in the things of God. We don't want just the candy. We don't want just the dessert. We want the meat. Amen? We want the vegetables. We want the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Believe it or not, Pastor Ben and I fight over Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. We love them. I really like them a lot. I, I, will, I will arm wrestle him at the table for them. <laughs> but we want a full, complete diet, right? We want to grow the way God intended us to grow. So therefore, we started off with how do we hear from God? How does God communicate with us? The next couple of weeks, we talked about what does God really want to do in our lives? What's His plan? What is it that He wants to do with me? I grew up in the late 60s, early 70s. It was a big thing. It was like, who are you? Anybody remember the who? <laughs> Yes, they're old guys now. <laughs> Dating myself. But everything we've done is to layer a foundation that you can stand on. It's to layer a foundation that you can be sure of. Because it's all in the Word of God. We give you an outline... Not just so that you can look busy during service. Yeah, I'm paying attention, Lord. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote that down. What, how do you spell that? It's so that you can go back over it and strengthen your own soul. Strengthen your heart. Strengthen yourself into the things of God. It's so that, number one, you can learn how to make the first thing the first thing. And keep it the first thing. The greatest commandment is to... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, and all your might. Amen? Amen? And I think if Christianity would just hunker down and just go right there, I think we'd have a world of difference. Amen? Amen. So this is what it's going to be on our outline here. It's in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. And I'm going to do a... Do you have that microphone? I want to do uh, something a little different today. Uh, Proverbs 20, 27. Who'd like to read that? I want us all to follow along, and it's going to be up on the screen, so everybody's going to be able to look at the same translation. Yes, please. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. There you go. You know, when we, when we first started doing things like this, who would like to read that? Who would like to read that? You know, my hand never went down. I always wanted to read the Word. Why? Remember last week I asked you to, for a little homework assignment? And it was Mark chapter 4. And it says what? The, the sower sows the... So is the word. Jesus correlated the word of God like seed. And that seed goes into your heart. That's what the soil is, is your heart. 
And so when anybody wanted, who would like to read that, my hand was always up. And I would hog it if that would be the case because I wanted to plant more seed in my own heart. And that's the desire you should have also. So this tells us how God speaks to us. This, this shows us how he communicates with us. Remember Jesus says his words are spirit and their life. Their spirit and their life. This declares that what is happening, that God is going to speak with us in our spirit, in our inner man. It's, the Bible says it's your inward man, it's the spirit of man, it is the hidden man of the heart. This is really important for us to understand this, or we're not going to understand when God is speaking to us, and we're going to miss the opportunities that He lays before us. Let's go to this next scripture. Wait, let me, let's do in this fill in the blank. The way God communicates with us is a supernatural way. It is supernatural. Romans 8:14, you might want to write this down. But we went over this and it's important for us to remember this. How many in here want to hear from God? Yeah. How many don't want to hear from God? Well, that's a better response than people that... How many in here want to hear from God? Yeah, every hand should go up. There should be no hesitation. Do you want to hear from God? Yes, I want to hear from God. You know why? Because He created me and He knows what's happening tomorrow. He's going to direct my path. He's going to bear witness with my spirit. This is the scripture we're going to take a look at. Romans, I'll just read it to you, but I want you to mark it down. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is indicating with the Proverbs scripture that God is going to speak to your spirit, the real you. Your body is not the real you. And the quicker we understand that, the better. Because our whole life, we have gained insight and wisdom through our five physical senses. And if we're not careful, our five physical senses will dictate our life. If I don't feel this way, well, then this must be reality. But if I feel this way, then this must be reality. How many woke up today just raring to go? A few of us. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you would have listened to your five physical senses, would you still be in bed? <laughs> you might be. <laughs> it's important for us to understand that how God communicates to us is a matter of life and death. And if we aren't aware when God speaks to us, it could cause a lot of trouble. Romans 8.16 says that God will... Bear witness with our spirits. 
His spirit will bear witness with our spirit. This is talking about the communication that God has with us. It also is going to declare who we are. The makeup of man. The makeup of man. Let's move on down here and let's take a look at this next scripture. Now, who'd like to read this? First Thessalonians chapter. All right, Chris. This, now you're getting it. Now you're getting a hold of this. See how easy this is? I'll just keep the mic. <laughs> you want to hog it too. Uh, that's a man after my own heart. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Chris. Go ahead and leave that scripture up there. Sanctify you entirely. Go on to the next one. May your spirit... What's first? Spirit. What's next? Soul. What is the soul? It's your mind, will, and emotions. And then what is the last? Your body. God wants us to understand that you are a spirit being. The scriptures that we looked at there before was Proverbs. And we looked at Romans. God's going to speak to us, first of all, in our spirits. Doesn't mean you're going to hear a voice. That means you might just simply have an impression. And until we understand the makeup, our own personal makeup, that we're a spirit, soul, and we have a body, we're going to miss out a lot of things that God is trying to get over to us. If we don't understand this, we're going to go through a lot of trouble that we shouldn't go through. But when we recognize the truth of what God is saying to us and who we are in Christ and how we've been made alive together with Christ, that now we're going to be able to hear the way that Jesus heard on this planet when he walked the earth. Now this is on our outline here too. It says, with our spirit we contact the spiritual realm. That's just obvious, isn't it? With our soul we contact the mental realm. The intellectual realm. And with our body we contact the physical realm. That goes without saying. Now, God has some things for us in His Word that we need to pay attention to. Uh, there's a lot of warnings in God's Word. There's a lot of direction that He's trying to give us on how to live a life that's pleasing to Him. We said earlier, what pleases God? Faith pleases God. And if you read the book of Hebrews, you're going to find how obedience correlates with faith. Disobedience correlates with a lack of faith or unbelief. So you can figure out how those things dovetail. It's important for us to recognize these things. It's very important for us to know these things. If you and I are going to live a successful life, if we're going to fulfill the plan that God has for us in our life, we're going to have to know these things. And the best thing is to do is start practicing them immediately. 
you start to become more God-inside-minded. You start to become more spirit-conscious. And it's going to help you discern whether it's a voice of your flesh or if it's the voice of your spirit. Because there is a... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 8. Who'd like to read that? Penny. See, this is really good. Now, here's what I hope, that this isn't the most Bible you read all week. All right, put that on the screen so we could all follow. For those who are according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind is set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Straightforward, isn't it, folks? See how important it is for us to discern if these thoughts are coming to us with the mind of the flesh, it's trouble. If we start to accept the thoughts that are coming from the mind of the flesh, that's going to break us down. If we start to accept the things that are from the mind of the Spirit, it's going to build us up. Amen? This is important because it's your responsibility to do this. You can't have a healing line or you can't have a line here that says, all right, I'll lay hands on you and your mind's going to be renewed. It doesn't work that way. Now, I want you to put this next slide up, the three circles. Okay, look at this now, folks. Uh, Pastor Mamie came up with this in the, oh, in the early 1990s. This was a, a great way for me to get a visualize uh, of how the makeup of man is. Remember what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5? It says he wants to sanctify us entirely. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. This is who you are. This is the makeup of man. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 is the creation story as we all know. But it says in that particular verse that God said, let us make man in our own image. You are created in the image of God. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is first. Spirit is always first. Spirit is always first. What we need to do is allow the spirit, our spirit, to dominate our soul and our body. What happens is too many Christians have it just the opposite. Our bodies dominate what we do. They control everything. If I don't feel like it, then I don't feel like it. 
If I'm looking for convenience, then I'm not going to walk in the Spirit. If I'm looking for entertainment, I'm not going to walk in the Spirit. Now, listen, convenience and entertainment are good in their proper place. Can I hear an amen? Yes. God has given us this life so that we can enjoy all things richly. Okay? He doesn't want you to be without. He wants you to live a life that is a life of being fulfilled. This is good news. Amen? It's really good news. Let's take a look at John chapter 3. It's on our outline here, but I want you to first look at verse 6 and 7. John chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Who'd like to read that? That means you're going to have to turn in your Bible because I did this on purpose. And I do it on purpose because I want you to find your way around the Bible. If this is the book that's going to last forever, amen, then we should know some things that are found in it. Because we've said this for a long time. You need to choose your church like your life depends on it. Do you know that there are some people in other countries that are being tortured for their faith in Christ? All right? It's, it's a horrible thing. But now here's the question. Would you be able to deny your family and not deny Christ? Now, see, there's a requirement that Jesus has put before your family, and that's to love him above your family. And so what we're going to do is try to build your spirit up to a place where, praise God, that we live in a country where we're not being tortured for our faith. We're not going to prison for our faith. We're not being martyred for our faith. Your, your present-day American suffering for your faith is to be uh, unfriended. I'm unfriending you because you're a Christian. <laughs> we could just say, praise God, I'm not going to prison for it. But we have to establish our hearts enough to be able to say, you know what? I love God this much. I love Him this much. I love Him with all my heart. I love Him with all my strength. I love Him with all my might. And I pray that this we never see in this country. John chapter 3 verse 6 and 7 says this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Okay, there's a distinction between your flesh and your spirit. Your flesh is staying here when you leave. <laughs> and the older you get, the more you're thankful. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Now let's take a look at this scripture that we do have on the outline. Who would like to read that? John, thank you, brother. And Jesus, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Thank you. Right up, straight up. Born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. What is he putting first place here? He's talking about your spirit, man, being put first place. You've been created in the image and the likeness of God. We understand now if the mind is set on the things of the flesh, it's death. But the mind set on the things of the spirit is life and peace. Which would you rather have? It sounds silly, but God made this choice known to the children of Israel. He says, I've set before you blessing and curse, life or death. And then he said, choose life. He's giving us the answer. Why are you talking like this, Pastor? I'm talking like this because faith is of the spirit realm. It's of the spirit realm. Every single one of us believes in the spirit realm. Hollywood is making a fortune on showing you things of the spirit. But they're showing you the reality of what the demonic is. It is real, folks. It is real. That's why every time that we have an altar call in here, there's tension in the room. There's tension in the room because there's a fight for your soul, a fight for your spirit. Jesus says this, and do you know when I say Jesus says this, Jesus is the Word of God. So everything that's written in this book is revealing himself to you and to me. He says this, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Now put this next, uh, there you got it. Here's something that is a reality. Remember, spirit, soul, and body. You have these three. Your spirit is going to tell you one thing. Your soul, your flesh is going to tell you another thing. Okay? What's the deciding factor? What's the final vote? Is your soul. And your soul can have the mind of the spirit or it can have the mind of the flesh. And we need to be able to discern the difference. If faith is of the spirit, then we need to feed that spirit man. Right? How does faith, how do we obtain faith? 
That's kind of a trick question, but it's meant that way. Anybody know? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the Bible declares you have the measure of faith already. When you're born again, you have the measure of faith. The measure of faith. You have the measure of faith right now. If you'd go to Bros's and get their potato soup, <laughs> you'd get the big one. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> but they measure it the same each time. They measure it the same each time. So if you have the measure of faith, that's what I have, the measure of faith. You have the measure of faith. John, you have the measure of faith. I have the measure of faith. Cindy, you have the measure of faith. I have the measure of faith. Do you understand that those children back there have the measure of faith? Mm -hmm. Okay. If we have the measure of faith, then what seems to be the problem? Does anybody have unanswered prayers? I do. So we need to learn how to operate in this faith that pleases God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We understand that God speaks to us in a supernatural way. Is that correct? We read some scriptures here that in order for us to inherit the kingdom of God, it's a supernatural thing that has to occur, that we have to be born again. My point is that this faith that God is talking about is supernatural. It's not human faith. Human faith is that you came in here and you, you believed that this chair was going to hold you up when you sat down. That's human faith. Now, supernatural faith would be that there's two legs on that chair and you decide you were going to sit down on it anyhow. <laughs> That's supernatural faith. God wants you and I to operate in supernatural faith. This is the God kind of faith. Remember this guy, Peter? Remember him? I hope everybody knows who he is. He's the guy that Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. It was my Father in heaven who revealed that to you. When he asked, Who do men say I am? He said, You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. Then later on, Jesus then said, I'm going to Jerusalem. They're going to kill me. Third day, I'm going to raise from the dead. And Peter took him aside and started rebuking the Lord. And then what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. Okay, so go back to this slide here. We have the mind of the spirit and the mind of the flesh. See, it can operate in us as a matter of moments. So we have to be really 
in tune with what God has said and how he's directing our lives so that we can be led by his spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the what? The sons of God. I want to be a son of God. I want to be a child of the living God. I want to be a son of God. In order, the acid test, the litmus test is, are you led by the Spirit of God? We want to put something in you that will sustain you all your life. And this is why we go directly to the Word of God. But you remember this Peter guy? Amen. Do you know he walked on water? He actually walked on water. You know, as the early church was starting off, do you know that it says that if Peter's shadow crossed over somebody, they were healed? Yes. Now I want you to turn to 2 Peter. Second Peter is, of course, right after. Sweet. First Peter, Second Peter, it's right after. It's toward the end of the Bible, and this is really good. I want you to look at. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. We're talking about Peter, this, this Peter, this Peter guy who walked on water, this Peter guy whose shadow came across somebody and they were healed. Who'd like to read that? <laughs> you got it? Everybody turn there? I want everybody to find it. Here go, Carrie. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Peter was able to do all that by what? Faith. faith. How did Peter get this faith? Living out the Word of God. Look at what it says. Let me read this out of my Bible. Simon Peter. This is the guy we're talking about. Simon Peter. Walked on water. His shadow crossed somebody. They were healed. He just walked down the street and they were healed. Just, he didn't touch them. He just walked down. The, his shadow hit them. They were healed. He says this. Simon Peter, a bond servant of and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have what? Read it again. Who received a faith the same as ours. Faith the same as ours. You and I have the same faith that Peter had. We have it. You and I have the same faith that Peter had. 
This is a guy who walked on water. This is a guy who shadow touched somebody and they were healed. If you were somebody that was so powerful but didn't know it, would that power do you any good? It wouldn't. We have somebody who opposes everything we do we have somebody who opposes everything that God is trying to establish in your life and in my life. If he can keep you ignorant of what God has given to you, it's like you don't have it. It's like you don't have it. You and I have the measure of faith. We're going to talk about faith again next week. Let's go up here and take a look at this next scripture here. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. Do you know this is pretty fantastic, this stuff that's in the Bible? It's amazing. You know, there's a place in the Bible that says, for you and I, don't walk around like mere men. Don't walk around like mere men. It's implying that you're not a mere man. It's implying that you have been given the same faith that the Apostle Peter has. What's God's plan? God's plan is to duplicate himself in you and in me. We're just supposed to be like little Jesus is walking around this planet. Let me read this to us. It's right on our outline here. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be what? Conformed to what? Who's saying this? Mm -hmm. God is saying this. And when you look at it like this, it looks like we've got a lot of work to do, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, but if we don't start, nothing's going to happen. To be conformed to the image of His Son in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. You know what holds you back a lot of times and holds me back a lot of times? Is that we start listening to some other voice that reminds you of something you did in the past that was a huge blunder. And it's the mind of the flesh 
reminding you of what you did. And because you remember it, it brings you down a notch or two. Your confidence starts to fall apart. Sure enough, you remember all the details. Sure enough, you feel the conviction. Sure enough, you even feel guilt. Amen? All the while, you're getting kicked down a notch or two or three. Your confidence is waning. And you say to yourself, you know what? Yeah. I mean, if I was God, I wouldn't answer my prayers either. Look at that. What a jerk I was. But what does the mind of the Spirit say? The mind of the Spirit will remind you of 1 John 1, 9, which declares that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Kind of sounds like us being justified. It says here, those whom He justified, He also glorified. Oh, God gets all the glory. Yes. yes, He does. And there's a place in the Bible that says He'll share His glory with no one. But then there's also a place in the New Testament where Jesus says, Father, the glory you've given to me, I have given to them. Pretty amazing what's in this book. It'll spin your head. And the mind of the flesh will tell you why it's not true in your life. But the mind of the flesh will also say, that's why it's real in his life, but not mine. Oh, I believe it. I believe it's true. I absolutely believe it's true. For them. And see what... what you're just now being robbed. He's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy. You know what Bible humility is? Is not to say that you're not worth it. Bible humility is to agree with the Word of God when it says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So how do, how do we get working on this love part? Or on the, I just gave it away, rats. <laughs> no, he's awesome. I'm just following. That's all I'm doing. I'm following. <laughs> I had three different ways to finish this message, but I'm not getting to do it. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Let's, let's take a look at that. Uh, and I'm going to stop right here because next week we're going to learn a little bit more about faith and how to operate in it. It's not just enough to bring us to a place where we want more faith, amen? amen. And we should want more faith. We want to we operate in the faith that we have. Yes. Yes. 
Because Jesus says if you had faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and it shall obey you. If you don't doubt. So there's an enemy to our faith is doubt. An enemy to our faith is the mind of the flesh. Yes, it is. And how sneaky it can be. Yeah. Not, not, not any, listen, if you're in blatant sin, guess what? It's just not going to work. But if you, I don't believe anybody in here is just wanting to go out of here as soon as possible to go and sin. I think everybody here wants to walk in righteousness. Everybody want to walk in truth here. We want, to, we want to listen to the way maker. We want that light in our darkness. We want to be able to say, yes, he's a miracle worker and he's done a miracle in my life. Amen. Galatians chapter 5. Did we find it yet? Galatians, I'm not there yet. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. You know, if it's not highlighted in your Bible, you should underline it. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. Here it is. This is the part that should be underlined. But faith... Working through love. Faith working through love. Your faith is activated and energized by love. And here's what squirrels us up here, because the mind of the flesh is real sneaky. Yeah, my love walk is not that good. Yeah, I said this. Yeah, I did this. I had this attitude. But how about if we look at it this way? Faith worketh by love. God's love toward you. That makes a big difference. God's love toward you causes my faith to work. Not necessarily my love toward someone else. But the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. So here we are without an excuse again. <laughs> God is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. See, I, I, Pastor Mamie and I don't want you to walk around as mere men. When I say men, I mean women too. The word is there is anthropos. That means mankind. We are a different species of being altogether. You and I are sons and daughters of the living God. And he wants us to take our place. Let's bow our heads. God wants us to take our place. The first place that he wants us to take us is that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And in order for that to happen, that means that you have to abandon your ways and give yourself over to Jesus Christ. He wants to forgive you of your sins. The only way for you and I to see the kingdom of heaven is to be born again. And the Bible declares about being born again is that you take Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And I'll give away a little bit about what we're going to talk about next week, right here and right now. The Bible declares for you and I to be born again is not by works. It's a gift from God. 
the Bible declares for you and I to be born again is that we need to repent of our sins. The Bible declares in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that we need to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. We're going to get into that next week. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. If you do that, if you believe in your heart that Jesus came to this planet, He came to this earth to do one thing, is to die for your sins. To pay the price that you owed that you could not ever pay. To cause you to be born again, born of His Spirit. You can't do that, neither can I. But He is giving this free gift to anybody who calls on His name. 